three for the win. He hits it. The three for the win NBA podcast brings you the latest team and player analysis from around the NBA. Welcome, everyone, to the Three for the Win NBA podcast. As always, I'm your host, Pete Toll. Today's episode, we're continuing our NBA season preview series for the 2021-2022 season. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about the Houston Rockets. The Rockets are interesting because they are a team that obviously is going through a rebuild, but they still have some veteran pieces on the roster, as we always do with the season previews, I want to start out and just cover um, what happened last season for the Rockets. Obviously, it was a tumultuous season for them as they had, you know, different teams, so to speak, because you had the, you know, James Harden, what it looked like when he was going to be there. Obviously, he had put in his trade request, was eventually traded. Then you had the Victor Oladipo kind of holdover. Then you had the team that was left at the end of the season. And it was interesting because because the, the Rockets kind of really didn't know where things were going to go, obviously, with the James Harden trade. They originally, I think, you know, rumors were out there that Ben Simmons was kind of on the table for the Sixers and, you know, some other deals there. They ended up uh, settling for Oladipo and obviously moved off of Oladipo as well. But uh, looking at the season as a whole, um, it was their first season under Steven Silas, who I'm very high on. I think he's a great um, long-term assistant that finally got his chance as the <coughs> head coach for the Rockets and you know he did the best job he could with the roster that he had um, the Rockets were 27th in offensive rating 27th in defensive rating obviously you can't really look at those numbers and really kind of deduct overall what happened because it was so many different sets of teams and our players on the team throughout the season so I'll be interested to kind of see as the Rockets kind of develop this year, what kind of habits they develop on the offensive and defensive end. Um, Looking at, like I said, the Rockets last season, they ended up making the trade. James Harden um, gets traded to the Brooklyn Nets, and then Oladipo comes in, and you know, Oladipo wasn't exactly healthy. Then you get Christian Wood that ends up getting hurt, and then you have P.J. Tucker that ended up getting traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. John Wall wasn't very good as far is on the offensive end. Um, and then they make the trade for Kevin Porter Jr. There were sparks of, you know, or flashes of Kevin Porter Jr. doing very well in kind of the point guard role to where he had the ball in his hands a lot. Um, I, I kind of like what I saw from Kevin Porter Jr. Obviously, some bad habits were in there as well, uh, shot selection wise. But overall, I think Kevin Porter Jr. with the ball in his hands was a plus. Um, you know, you had guys like Kelly Olinick that were still veterans there that could fill minutes. Um, so it wasn't all the way a full development season and let's disregard the veterans, but it was enough that, hey, going into the 2021-2022 season, we're really going to go all in on kind of keeping a couple veterans here just for the locker room presence, but we're really going to push for a rebuilding season. Um, the Rockets ended up last season with a 17-55 and 55 record. Obviously, they had made the playoffs the year before, but that's when they had James Harden. Kind of a whole different direction 
direction um, that they went in. So that's expected for them to not have been very good. Looking at the offseason moves, including the draft, um, the number two pick ended up going um, to the Rockets. Obviously, they take Jalen Green once Kate Cunningham was off the board. Jalen Green really showed flashes um, last season with the G League Ignite. Um, I like what he was able to do um, from a scoring standpoint. He's a natural born scorer, um, can shoot it you know, a fair amount, likes the little step back shot as well. Um, I want to see him get stronger strength-wise as well as on the defensive end and just kind of building good habits as far as scoring the ball, knowing when to kind of kick it out and pass as well. I think both he and Kevin Porter Jr. are going to pair well um, in the backcourt together. Looking at the rest of the draft, altogether the Rockets had four first-round picks, and the consensus was that the Rockets probably weren't going to keep all four. But I think that you know, getting the guys that they got, they get Alperin Sengun um, in the draft. He is out of Turkey. Obviously, you know, people were saying, "Oh, well, he doesn't play well in the pick and roll." You know, he's kind of a, a back to the basket big. You know, a good passer, things like that. What I saw from him in the summer league, um, especially being 19 years old it's going to correlate to the NBA game perfectly um, had an array of moves uh, personally that worked um, defensively he didn't look as bad as I thought he was obviously a little foul prone you know kind of needs to know uh, his timing better but that'll come as the NBA season comes and and goes he's very confident uh, he did an interview at media day saying that he really is going to push for rookie of the year which is interesting because his teammate Jalen Green is one of the front runners to be Rookie of the Year. So it'll be interesting to see how Alperin's used. Um, they also drafted Usman Garuba. And Garuba's really raw. Uh, offensively, he's probably not going to give you much at all. Uh, defensively, um, he's able to block shots um, and rebound with his athleticism. You know, is easily able to kind of cover in the spots uh, on defense. I think he plays a ton in the G League. I don't see him playing much at all um, at the beginning of the year for the Rockets as the year goes on and maybe some moves are made or, um, you know, they go in full tank mode. I can see Garuba getting a handful of minutes, um, but he did have a hefty buyout. So that does mean that the, the Rockets really believe in him and wanted to get him over right away to help start his development. Um, so they believe in him. So I can't see him going the whole year sitting on the bench, but just not at the beginning of the year. I don't, I don't see him in the rotation. Uh, lastly, as far as the draft goes, um, John Josh Christopher ended up getting picked. Um, a lot of people kind of questioned that because they already had um, Jalen Green in the draft. And um, I think that with Josh Christopher, he didn't show the efficiency in college, but I think the speed of the game and, and just kind of where the, the team was as a whole, um, that raw potential that he showed and just kind of what role he was asked to play didn't really shine through. Um, his scoring ability showed at Arizona State. Obviously, it showed in high school because he was one of the top premier um, prospects. But with Josh Christopher in the NBA, I think he's going to light it up in the G League right away. That's where he's going to see substantial minutes. He'll get sprinkled into the rotation here and there um, as far as, you know, playing the two, maybe even a little point guard some and even small forward. I think he could play all three roles. Um, Not much point guard, but I think he could handle it in some spurts. Um, But I I think he'll be okay there. Um, In free agency, the Rockets did a little bit. They ended up getting Daniel Tice. 
uh, three-year, $30 million contract. Um, they needed a center with experience that could slide in, provide veteran leadership, can hustle, um, can also um, rebound, but with Tice, he can stretch the floor as well. Um, and that's what I like, the versatility there at the center spot for them, um, which is a good thing because you know they had so much inconsistency last year. Christian Wood played the five, and then he was hurt for a while. Um, Olenek kind of shifted around um, as well. Uh, they also bring back David Nawaba as a wing defender. Um, Nawaba will kind of be in a specialist role, I think. And, you know, with Nawaba, he can he can get you a little bit of, like, defensive energy, and that can change a lot of things from the offensive standpoint. So getting stops there on defense and then translating that over to a couple other guys on the floor on the offensive end should work well when he is getting minutes. <coughs> Uh, they also brought back Armani Brooks, kind of on an Exhibit 10 deal. I think Brooks is somebody that, in my opinion, I would have brought back as an end-of-the-bench shooter. Um, but I get where they're coming from with the Rockets that maybe they didn't want to do that because they still have Eric Gordon. You've got, um, you know, Josh Christopher. You've got to develop. And, and then, of course, Jalen Green. So I could see them maybe bringing him back later in the year uh, up to the big club. But he's going to play for the Rio Grande Valley Vipers and excel there because he is a really good shooter. Um, I really like him. Um, looking at our next topic is, as always, it's the depth chart. I go position by position and just kind of dive into each of the guys that will uh, be on the team. Um, now, one thing I want to note with Armani Brooks, he could still make the team um, out of training camp. Just because he was brought on the Exhibit 10 doesn't mean that he um, won't make it because they could always, you know, find a move for someone else. Um, along the way. One of the veterans that maybe they decide, hey, wants to play for a different team, things like that. Um, you know, you just never know. Pretty much, I think that the kind of camp battle um, may come down to, you know, Kyrie Thomas, Armani Brooke, uh, DJ Augustine could be in there in that mix if they decide to move off of DJ Augustine. Um, I like Brooks for the roster. I, like I said, I think he ends up with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him play for the, uh, going over the team Jeff chart, you've got to start with point guard. Um, I want to go ahead and just get John Wall out of the way real quick. John Wall is not going to play for the Houston Rockets. With his massive contract, it's going to be hard to move him um, unless there's some kind of substantial deal at the trade deadline. He'll pretty much be there to kind of help guys with workouts, things like that. Scratch him kind of off the depth chart list, so to speak, as he's going to be inactive for the entire season. So then you look at, so you have to look at the starting point guard is obviously going to be Kevin Porter Jr. Um, I think that with all of the off the court issues, just kind of the mental um, part of things that with the maturity comes better play. Um, He averaged 17 and six, showed a lot of flashes, had a 50 point game, um, created 75% of his made shots while averaging six assists. And I just feel like He's going to be very good kind of splitting ball handling with Jalen Green, and those guys can kind of work off of each other. Then you don't really have to have your wing, your you know your small forward be a guy that can score, and that's where I think Jayshon Tate fits in. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, then you have Christian Wood as a guy that can stretch the floor or score inside at your forward spot, and then Daniel Tice is not going to command shots, you know, but he's able to step out to the three if needed and kind of 
kind of space that way or go inside and hustle for rebounds. So I think having Kevin Porter Jr. as kind of that lead ball handler, let him create, and then he could still find time to create for others is perfect. And I think it's going to fit well for kind of what they want to do. Um, Jalen Green, I talked about him being a natural scorer at the two. Um, I don't have him as my rookie of the year winner. I actually have him as the runner up. I think Jalen Suggs gets rookie of the year just because of the dynamic in Orlando. Like who else is going to score for the Orlando Magic? And so that's why I have Jalen Suggs is slightly ahead of Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green has a phenomenal rookie season that has, you know, really good highs and then some games where he shoots five for 14 and doesn't look great. But that's the lumps you take um, as a rookie in the NBA. Um, The point guard spot, obviously, you know, with Kevin Porter Jr. as a starter, then you look at kind of the backup role. And there's a couple veterans on the team right now. You have DJ Augustine, who split time between Milwaukee and Houston last year. Um, He shot 38% from three, so obviously can still shoot it fairly well. Um, I think he'll be in a battle with Dante Exum, who obviously is, you know, was on the the Rockets uh, briefly, um, but, you know, fights injury pretty much every year. Um, He looked good in the Olympics, Dante Exum did, but I I won't be overconfident to say that he's going to overtake the backup point guard role. But I think that if they want a different look night to night, like you want a bigger guard, you want a guy that can create a little more um, for your guys, then Dante Exum will be that backup. But I think more so it'll be DJ Augustin um, in that backup role, unless they decide to trade off of DJ and then you run with Dante Exum and maybe like uh, Armani Brooks um, in a pseudo role um, as far as, you know, he can play both point guard and shooting guard. Um, I just don't see major minutes for Augustin either way it goes because he's 34 years old and and that's not kind of what the Rockets want to do this season to prioritize minutes for someone, you know, of that age. Obviously, the shooting guard spot is going to be Jalen Green. We talked about him. Um, Eric Gordon, if he's not traded, um, he's going to be able to be a shooter slash shot creator as usual off the bench. Um, I would not be shocked to see him on limited minutes, you know, when you get back-to-back games, you know, just because he's had a plethora of injuries uh, the past few years. And that's where Josh Christopher can pick up minutes on those games where Eric Gordon doesn't play or doesn't play as much. Um, And then you pretty much can slot in an Armani Brooks or a Kyrie Thomas as the third shooting guard um, if you really wanted to. Um, And Thomas was, you know, really good in in the five game sample size that he played for the Rockets last season. Uh, Shot it decent from three, better than he had looked with the, the Pistons prior. Um, like to get to, um, you know, kind of his spots in the lane and then try to create um, from there. Uh, had 25 assists to only six turnovers in those games, which was pretty decent because the Pistons were trying to develop him as a point guard uh, for a little while. So I like that he showed those good instincts there. So he has a chance to make the final roster. We'll see kind of which direction that the Rockets go with that. Um, then we get to the small forward spot. And I think this is Jayshon Tate's um, position because he's, you know, versatile enough that on defense he could play small ball, power forward, um, can defend wings, can defend bigs. Um, and I just think that Houston has to have a defender that's locked in on that end. Um, they also have Nawaba, who's similar um, to what, you know, Jay Sean Tate brings. So that's a good direction to go in that spot. Like, okay, we have our scores covered with Porter Jr., Wood, and Jalen Green. Let's get some defense in here. Um, as well. And lastly, Daniel House is still on the roster. 
He's three and D guy. I don't know that they keep him. Um, he could be another guy that, as training camp moves on, they either look for a deal or outright cut him um, because he doesn't really fit what the direction of the team is going. Um, he is only 28. He does bring some skill sets, maybe for a contending team that can be an end of the bench guy, but just not on a rebuilding younger team that they could give those minutes to somebody else um, and then can kind of fill them that way. Um, you also have, and I think he plays more power forward this year than he plays small forward, but Anthony Lamb, um, they have on a two-way contract. Uh, he wasn't able to find a deal elsewhere. Um, didn't shoot it as well as I thought he would when he came in to the Rockets. He had been on the uh, what was previously called the Canton Charge, uh, was traded to the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, and then brought into the Rockets fold and just never got comfortable, I don't think. Um, so I'll be looking for him to be consistent with his shooting, his defense, and a stretch four role. Um, and I think that you know most of his minutes will be with Rio Grande Valley. But later in the season, as I said with other younger prospects, he'll be in that mix to get some heavier minutes um, as the Rockets continue to, to kind of tank, so to speak. <coughs> now, looking at the starting power forward spot, you have Christian Wood, I think, plays the four. I just think he fits a little bit better as a four on this roster. And I feel like with his just capabilities on offense, it kind of gives some mismatches um, with his lane. Um, defensively, he's not going to protect the rim anyway. So I feel like you could put a Daniel Tice in that role a little bit better and let Wood kind of play in the post if he needs to. And then Tice can go out to the three or Wood can go out and kind of stretch the floor from a power forward role. Um, Kenny Martin Jr. I like a lot. I think that he is a four in today's game. Um, okay shooter, a really gritty defender. And that's what I like. And then the athleticism, um, not as athletic as his dad, but a really good, um, you know, raw player that I think can develop substantially this season as he gets bigger minutes for this team. Um, and then we talked about earlier, Usman Garuba. Um, I think Garuba can interchange between power forward and center. I just think he's so raw right now. Um, he is 6'8", 229. So I think he fits the power forward role right now um, a little bit better, but he could also play center in the G League since you know you could play a little bit undersized there. Um, it's just going to be a long season for Garuba. I wouldn't expect a lot uh, if you're a Rockets fan. And lastly, um, the Rockets made a small move last week. They ended up cutting Matthew Hurt out of Duke. Uh, Matthew Hurt didn't shoot it well in Summer League. Um, I thought he was okay at Duke. I thought he came in as a Herald prospect um, and then just didn't really kind of live up to the hype um, as much as people thought he would, whether it be role or just his confidence. Um, But yeah, they ended up cutting him to bring back Tyler Bay, who they had originally signed uh, for training camp and had to cut to make room for Dante Exum. Um, And then Tyler Bay ends up signing a two-way contract. Now, Tyler Bay is another one that did not look great in Summer League, but I think the raw potential of athleticism and just versatility at the forward spots, I think, intrigued the Rockets enough to say, hey, we'll give you substantial minutes with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. And then as the season goes on, when we get to late March, uh, we'll bring you up to the big club and and play you some minutes to kind of see what you can do. So I think that's kind of the role uh, fitted for uh, what Tyler Bay brings. And lastly, we have 
have the center spot. I'm going with Daniel Tice here. Um, I just think he's a seamless fit. Um, just, you know, really good defensively banging against centers. I think he's used to that. Um, and then, like I said, the ability to stretch the floor is a plus for him. Uh, 32% is decent enough um, to stretch the floor. I think that number goes up um, as guys kind of create and, and kick it out to him. I think he can get about 35% um, and that'll be kind of where he sticks in the three-point shooting. But I think that that's a plus for kind of what they need. And like I said, the versatility of Wood and Tice to both be able to step out and interchange at the four and the five is is perfect. Um, Alperin Sinjin, or I'm not, I I say Sinjin. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. I've seen Sengun and I'm like, that is not how you pronounce it. So I'm going to go Sinjin um, and pronounce it that way. Hopefully anybody that's Turkish or a huge Rockets fan that's listening, hopefully I got that right. Um, he is 19. Um, like I said, he's very efficient um, inside. Um, and I think that he's going to play substantial minutes, probably even split, just under split minutes uh, from Tice. Tice will probably get about 27 and maybe um, Alperin will get 21 or so. Um, I think that's a fair shake um, for what um, kind of the, the minutes breakdown is for them. Um, I think with Steven Silas, you're going to have to see, you're, you're going to see now that he kind of knows what he's coming into. Um, he's an offensive guru as a coach. Um, he's going to want to push it. He's going to want to have, you know, shoot threes um, and then, you know, just really key in on the development. And I think that, you know, with his demeanor and then just what he can bring offensively as a coach is really going to help Jalen Green and is going to help Kevin Porter Jr. And then, of course, you've got veterans sprinkled in there that'll help as well. Um, last topic is what we always cover, which is kind of the best case, worst case, and then, you know, prediction of games one. Um, I think the best case scenario is Jalen Green just lights the league on fire coming out. Kevin Porter Jr. averages 17, 18 a game. Jalen Green's averaging like 20 a game. And then you've got Christian Wood in there um, averaging around uh, 18 or so um, points a game. He averaged 21 last year, but I think that goes down just a little bit. Um, And then they're able to win 26, 27 games if everything fell right and just the the development just skyrocketed. Um, It'll be interesting because they don't have their own pick in 2023. Um, And so I don't know how much development versus tanking on purpose is going to happen. Obviously, that's one more draft away because 2022 is next year's draft. Um, But I still think that they kind of gear towards the 17 to 20 at max wins. Um, I just think they prioritize, you know, development all across the roster. Um, You know, I think that you're going to see, like I said, Jalen Green's going to have highs and lows, um, you know, things like that. So we'll see kind of what happens overall. Um, I have them at 18 wins on the season. Um, I think that's, you know, fairly good for them. Um, I think they finished slightly ahead of the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, only because I think that the Thunder um, really pushed the tank and go with some of the younger guys that they have. Um, You know, the Rockets do have their own pick in 2022. 
Um, you know, so I think that, you know, looking at overall kind of what they're going to do, they're going to want to get a high pick um, next year. And that, that's kind of the, the prioritization. So looking at it, I think, you know, they need to improve um, as far as from an offensive standpoint, being 27th and then defensive 27th. I don't think the defense gets that much better. I think they're right around in that range. I think the offensive rating, I think your goal should be 23 if you can move up four spots, um, you know, maybe even higher than that. I think that's a good goal to have for the team. Um, overall, I'm definitely going to be watching the the Rockets just because of the younger guys and just kind of how they develop and, and what roles that they play uh, throughout the season. So hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll be back um, next episode with another NBA season preview. It's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers of the Eastern Conference. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Anchor, and then Spotify as well. Um, the Three for the Win NBA podcast is on all of those for your listening pleasure. Um, please tell a friend or two. That way um, we can really get this thing rolling. Um, my goal is after these season previews to start a one-on-one uh, former NBA player series to where I uh, interview former NBA players and just kind of go through their careers and just kind of what they're up to now. So that's the plan for the Three for the Win NBA podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this one and I will talk to you next time. This has been the Three for the Win NBA podcast.